I'm Anahid, award-winning US and European certified floral designer, entrepreneur, and your host to Viva La Floral Live podcast. If you are a florist, floral farmer, floral business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. We help you by providing insights through industry professionals, their stories, and useful tips. We bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey friend, welcome back to Viva La Flora Live podcast. Today's guest is Jared, all the way from Florida. Jared is the owner and creative director of Pedal Driven. Now, if you don't know what Pedal Driven is, don't worry. I didn't know just not too long ago either. And I actually discovered this company through the Florana Summit that happened in my studio. And Pedal Driven was one of the sponsors. And they provided beautiful blooms from all over the world, really, from multiple farms for our event. And I got to tell you, the freshness of this product and the quality quality and how efficient the delivery and all of those things were. I was really impressed. And of course, I was intrigued. And we all know right now there's severe shortage of flowers going on, right? Or where to procure all of those things. And I mean, I have this big wedding coming up and I've been stressed out trying to figure out what am I going to do? And of course, you know, the wedding has to be blush or blush and burgundy, you know, just like most of the weddings nowadays, ironically enough. Long story short, I discovered Petal Driven through Florvana Summit, again, because they were he was um, one of the sponsors. And I immediately set up an account, placed my first order for this wedding. And I got to tell you, the ease of the process, how simple, straightforward, and no hidden anything. I was really impressed. So of course, you know, immediately I'm like, okay, so if I didn't know about this company, how many people there that really don't know about Pedal Driven and they really should know about this company and especially in the climate that we are right now. So what they basically do, they are an online flower wholesaler that connects you with the farms directly that you're ordering products that you're getting directly from those farms, whether it's in US or overseas, it doesn't really matter. If they have anything that is available that you need slash want, then you pretty much get it. Yeah. Choose your delivery date and set sailing from there. So that said, enjoy this interview with Jared about Pedal Driven and be sure to check out pedaldriven.com and we'll include all of this thing, you know, all of the little links, their Instagram as well as their website in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. I'm telling you, it was definitely worth it. And I got to tell you, it was such a relief to know that I can actually order product directly communicated through the farm, I mean, from the farm through Pedal Driven. I mean, it was just, again, amazing, highly recommended, check it out. But without further ado, here's Jared from Pedal Driven. All right, Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anahid. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. I mean, we literally, I think, know each other for two days. Is it, is it 24 hours? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I know you forever now. You know, it's just kind of really, really, really strange. Super excited. And just, I guess, a little backup story. You know, I, I found out about your company, Pedal Driven, through Gina from the Ground Up Floral, and uh, you sponsored the Floor Wanna event. Uh, you know, you were one of the sponsors, and I was the lucky person who arrived to my doorstep on the Wednesday and with lots of boxes and with no help to process because I thought it's coming on Thursday. I was like, oh, that's right. It was arriving today. And... I- 
on it when, you know, I loved the flowers, the freshness of the product and how easy the whole process was, honestly. So, you know, we'll talk about the company later, but of course it was intriguing for me. And immediately I signed up with an account and all of this. And I think I already have my first order in there. Not I think I know. I'm like super excited. But again, we'll get into all of that, you know, later. So let's start from your story is pretty fascinating. You know, you and I had a five minute conversation and I was just, I'm like, oh my God, people need to hear this besides hearing about the company. So Jared, take it away. I mean, you created this amazing company, but it didn't start there really. So, you know, why Pedal Driven and where did it start from? Okay. Well, I, I guess in order to tell you a little bit about Pedal Driven, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I was telling you yesterday, a lot of designers that I speak to, they were born with this love of flowers. You were telling me back in Armenia, it's just flowers were a part of life. I love that. And I love how that's spreading to the U.S. also, by the way. But I'll be honest with you. I didn't grow up with a love of flowers. I didn't have a passion for flowers growing up as a kid. In fact, like you, I wanted to go into the medical field. You're, you're a dentist. I, want, I was going to be a doctor my whole life. That, that's what I was going to be. It wasn't until I got into college and I started, I was studying biology, you know, as pre-med. And I started studying ecology. I started studying botany. I started getting a little bit more interested in plants and flowers. And as that was happening, we had a good friend of our family, a good friend of my father, who was a flower importer. You know, I knew him my whole life. I always knew, you know, he does, he sells flowers. And I thought it was cool and I thought it was great, but I but never gave it a second thought until he was looking to move across the country. He was looking to retire. And he kind of offered our family, hey, I like you guys. He told my father, you've got two sons. I was in college. My brother was just graduating. Are you interested in getting into the flower business? And kind of at first, I said, you know, no, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> and, and so my brother actually went into it first. My brother started in the flower business and he just, he loved it. He started talking to me about it. I kind of grew to love the business. I would do, I was in New York. I would help him out with certain things, you know, from school. And then ultimately I decided after I graduated, I said, you know what? I think I do want to do this. And I came back down to Miami where I'm from and got into the flower business. And I started uh, as an importer and kind of a distributor. And over time, I kind of, you know, it was great. I got to spend some time with the flowers. But to me, I always wanted to be a little bit more hands-on and I, Oh, you know, I see the flowers come in on trucks and they leave on trucks and, and that was about it. And I wanted to get more involved. And so I said, hey, you know, if we're bringing in all these flowers, I like to play with the flowers. Maybe I could go into the retail, become a retail event florist. And that way I would have access to so many more flowers than the average florist. And to kind of, you know, I figured I'd have a little bit of an edge. And so that's how I got into flower design and, and doing events and retail flowers. I bought my first shop in Miami. I actually had my first flower shop inside the government center of Miami-Dade County, where the mayor's office, I used to do all the flowers for the county, for the nice. mayor and for, you know, for all the commissioners. It was really cool. And then I opened up a, a, a shop with a gourmet market. There was a gourmet market. It's since closed. But back then in, in Miami Beach, there was a gourmet market called Epicure. It was actually when I came in, I opened up a flower shop there. And that year it got voted the number one gourmet market in the country. And I like to think that had a little something to do with the flowers. But I, I had that, you know, that flower business. And then I did it for 15 years. And I'd always had this idea. I, I also, I, I think I told you yesterday, I had a customer come to me, a, a girl who was getting married, and she said, hey, you know, 
this is what I want. And I kind of crunched the numbers with her. And it turned out that it was going to be over budget, that I just if, I, if we were going to do it, we weren't going to be able to do it for the price that she wanted. And she said to me, well, hey, you know, what if I just bought the flowers from you and I made all the arrangements myself? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. the tips, but I'll make it. And I said, that sounds fantastic. And I crunched those numbers. And I said, you know what? It looks like we actually might be able to make that work. And that was kind of how the idea of Pedal Driven kind of first kind of entered into my brain. I was saying, wait a minute, there's got to be people. You know, I loved how people, and I love the idea of not just floral professionals working with flowers. I, I don't, I never wanted flowers to just be something for designers. I feel it's for everyone. And so I love that idea. And it kind of was like a, a little in the back of my head. And it wasn't until, you know, I'd gone to Holland, I saw, I loved the culture of Holland. And, and like you say, like, I guess it's like how it was in Armenia, where it's just a part of the culture. You go out, mm-hmm. to, uh, bring flowers, you're going, you're going to somebody for dinner, you bring flowers, you know, yep. flowers yep. in your home, you know, at all, not just for a special occasion. And I, and I love just that whole culture. Yeah, we bought bread and flowers. Yeah. And like, it was a thing. It just, we always had flowers or plants or things. It's just, we, yeah, I don't ever remember our dining room table empty just just don't yeah well i i think we should continue to spread that i see it becoming more and more popular here in the u.s and it's one of the yeah. trend, you know i hope it's not a trend i hope it's here to stay but I, <laughs> I i think that that's something that i'm so happy to see just just regular people every day enjoying flowers in their home right it just brings so much life and happiness into the home i i've you know i, I love to research so I, i've seen so many studies of just how flowers brighten your day, just them being in the room. It makes you happier. It makes you healthier. You know, and to me, it's just such an important thing. Pedal Driven, I guess they'll go, they'll go back to that. Pedal Driven then got started kind of not my choice. I, when I was uh, about five years ago, I was 35 years old and I was working. I, at that time, I had three flower shops and I just started not feeling like myself. I started feeling tired. I was going to the events. I was building these chuppas and arches. And I just, at the end of the day, I was just wiped. And it it progressively started getting worse and worse. And it turned out, unfortunately, I went to the doctor. I had 26 pounds of tumors in my abdomen. I, had, I got diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And that was not a part of my business plan. And I hadn't really planned for that. And so I had to take, I took a year off. I had to go into treatment, chemotherapy, radiation. It drained my energy. And I I just couldn't do the physical work that was involved in in the event work. And I said, I've got to do something about this. This could be my life from now on. And I, that kind of that little idea that I had years ago, I remembered that bride and I said, you know something, I'd always wanted to make this work. Let me, this is my opportunity. I, you know, God did this to me for, for a reason. Maybe it's so that I can spread joy and flowers in another way. And so I, that's what I did. I, I started working on Peldrin. I started figuring out a way, how can we ship these flowers to people all over the country? At that time, you know, I went to Holland and they said, it's crazy. We don't do that. We don't ship directly to flower shops. We don't ship directly to, to regular people. It's never, they, you know, we've been doing it for 400 years, you know, selling flowers and we're not going to change it now. And it took some convincing, but over time I was able to, to get them to do it. And we started and it started to become more and more popular. And, you know, and when I went to Holland, you know, talking about that culture, I remember seeing people, I, I saw this one woman and she went into this, they have this floating flower market that I love in Amsterdam. And I saw this woman kind of pull up on her bicycle 
and she bought a bouquet of flowers and she put them in the basket of her bicycle and just kind of pedaled away. And I just, I loved, and I just loved that vision. The, just the, and I was like, pedal, you know, pe she's pedal driven. These people are driven by their love of flowers, by the beauty that they bring, by the joy that they bring. And I just knew that that had to be the name of the company. Right. That's so funny. Um, I was in Amsterdam as well. And that was one of the places that I needed to go visit. Of course, me being doing yes. flowers and whatnot, the floating flower market. I had this vision in my head that it's going to be just big, enormous whatever. And then I walk in and it's just like really underwhelming, tiny little strip. I'm like, that's it. That's it. All this talk. That's it. But the thing that stood out for me, and I agree with you, there were, well, A, um, bicycles are a whole, on a whole new level in Amsterdam. I mean, yes. you know, you think, you think you know how to ride a bike. Uh, you don't <laughs> until you ride one there. I thought actually I'm not going to come alive out of this trip because I couldn't tell where the streets were, were, where the bike lane was. It was not obvious. And I really thought I was going to get hit by a bike. It's, it's dangerous over there. Really, it was, cars, trains. It was like, what is happening? And there's so, I mean, the locals are so like tall and statuesque and they're riding these bikes with like no hands. I'm like, what is happening? But I did, did see more people on the bike with their, and everybody has a basket because that's their transportation. So like all of their things are in this basket with a baguette perhaps and <laughs> a bouquet of flowers of a sort just, just hanging. And it really kind of reminded me of back home a little bit because it is even when times are tough we always had flowers and um again not every household was like that in armenia but it was very much like part of living for many but yeah so it was it, but that that vision that you just described i'm like yeah I've, I've seen that vision and it's so vivid because in us it is not so much but i think post covid it might just be one of the happy side effects that might 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 uh, yes. stay <laughs> i hope yeah but it kind of seeing those things so vividly, you're like, yes, this is so good. And I actually see it more in farmers markets nowadays when people come and buy their, you know, like their grocers or whatever, you know, there's a head of lettuce along with bouquet of sunflowers or something. So it just makes me really happy to see that. But anyways, back to you. So yeah, you just brought back all kinds of memories. <laughs> <laughs> Flowers so, can do that. Oh man. And I love traveling and I'm like, oh, I need, you know, need to go there again. So pedal driven. So company starts. So essentially what pedal driven does distributes flowers directly from farmers or from various international and local markets and to our doorstep. Yes. In short, right? I mean, basically that's, that's the short of it. That's us, that's us in a nutshell. Basically what we do is we connect people with farms, you know, a lot of, a lot of wholesalers or, or farmers, they can sell you just what they have, you know, but in the world that we have today with so many thousands of different varieties and they're all perishable, nobody can have everything at once and nobody can grow everything. And so what we do is we kind of work with hundreds or, or more of, of farms and distributors all over the world so that we can bring as many possible flowers to as many people as possible, you know. And while a flower might be out of season in one country, maybe it's coming into season in another country, you know. Right, right. So so what we do is it just gives us the ability to, to reach more people. Well, here's here's what I can say. And um, for the record, for all of you listeners, he did not pay me to say this. And I'm <laughs> just going to say this anyway. Your check's in the mail. 
<clears throat> Thanks. <laughs> I heard about the company through Florana event that just happened two weeks ago, right? And I'm like, who are pedal driven? I thought you're a wholesaler in Seattle because that's where Gina is, right? I'm like, and then what do you know? You're in Florida. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So wait, online, I go in there and order flowers. Okay. I'm like, yeah, a few people have tried that. Then it didn't really work out. Then I'm not going to name any names of companies. However, there were a few that have tried this. And, you know, I try to set up accounts and, uh, and, 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 and needless to say, I don't shop with them because it was so complicated. The thing I want to say is... I, while the event was happening, by the way, gotta give shout out to Gina. She did a beautiful presentation about your company because none of us heard about it. And she opened up her own account and showed us how things work. And I'm like, this is intriguing. I'm like, you know what? Um, while that was happening, I set up my account and send, send the application in. Within the next day, I was sent the account number, the login information, and then I had a trouble logging in. So there was a chat box. I literally sent it information, immediately got a response. Within, I don't know, three minutes, it was taken care of. I was logged into my account, and then I get another email coming in saying, hey, I'm Colleen, and I'm here to help you. And I get a voicemail right after that. You know, I'm like, oh my God, wow. Wow. This is so simple and so streamlined. And, you know, I, I run a dental practice in addition to this dental assisting school and my husband has consulting companies. So I also travel and teach dental side of things besides the flower side of things. So I run, you know, a few businesses. So efficiency makes me so happy and excited. You have no idea. I love flowers. I love the design, but I love business just as much. So when I see people doing business right, it's like, it's this happiness just <laughs> <laughs> over me. So it was so easy and so simple. Honestly, I'm like, why didn't this other companies, I've tried with three other ones, it didn't really work. And I remember the pain of sending out the application. I did send an application to you guys as well. Two of them, one for the credit card, one for the account. It was so simple. So I had to send a tax ID that this and that and the other with other companies and then wait and crickets. Then I have to call. Oh, we're sorry. It's been done because Johnny has to pass this to Jimmy. Jimmy has to pass this to Mikey and Mikey has to pass this to Stevie or whatever. And I'm like, all right, this is too complicated. So anyways, kudos to you. In all reality, I my experience thus far has been like a lightning fast, super efficient, and to the point. I'm like, what? Thank, thank you very much. We try, you know, we try hard and we try to streamline everything to make the process easy. But a lot of it stems from my background as an event florist. So I, I was in that same boat, you know, and I would set up applications with farms or applications with wholesalers and I'd hear the crickets. And yeah. I, I would always say, there's got to be a better way to do this. And that was yeah. also one of the things that just, I saw that there was a need for it just because I think, unfortunately, a lot of wholesalers, they haven't been in your shoes. They don't understand mm -hmm. the sense of urgency that there's a bride on your, on your case, emailing you every five minutes, hey, what's going on? Well, you know, and so I think because of that, we're, we're very sensitive to that. And so we try it as best as we can to make things easy, to make things quick, to make things streamlined, to make it as easy on you as possible. Well, and also the conversation when I called eventually called back to Colleen and we're talking. And of course I had reservations. I'm like, okay, so what is the likely? I mean, I'm, I'm a new client. I have this wedding coming up in October. We have this insane flower shortage slash madness happening in the world. It's, it's madness <laughs> it really is. And I'm like, okay, so, and I'm all worked up and worried. I'm like, what's the likelihood of th things not really working out? You know, what about the substitutions and this and that, the other, here's what I realized very quickly. We spoke to 
same language. And I realized that she also is a designer. And I'm like, oh my God, what a difference from talking to, I love my wholesalers, my local wholesalers, don't get me wrong. They've been more than nice to me throughout years. I don't know about anybody else's experience. I can only speak for mine. And I really, truly can say that they've done their best, right? But talking to a person who has walked in the shoes that I have walked and still does to a degree, such a big difference. You know, I'm like, hey, I need I need quicksand roses. So is the rest of the world. Welcome to the plan. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, well, hang on. I'm like, Colleen, I placed an order for this preserved ones. I mean, she's like, well, that's the closest you can get in color, you know, the or the mother of pearl. But I'm like, oh my God, you actually speak my language. I don't have to explain to you, uh, you know, all this nuances and the details and so on. So it was just really wonderful and easy process by all means. Thank you. That was, that was something that was very important to us, that all of our representatives are have design experience. They're either current or former designers. A lot of them are still designing. Right. Um, and Colleen, Colleen actually is not only a designer, Colleen actually used to work as a designer for me in one of my flower shops. <laughs> and, and when and she's great because when I when I first hired her, she actually didn't have any flower experience in the beginning. She was an artist. Colleen is, oh, a, wow. is a tremendously gifted sculptor and painter. And, and she just does these incredible installations, which I also that's something I always have also loved to do is hire artists. Maybe they don't have a lot of flower experience per se, but to me, if you're an artist, if you have that creative juice flowing, that's going to translate into flowers. And so, and Colleen's just a great example of that. But that that's something that was super important. If you don't have any kind of experience in design or experience in flowers, then how are you supposed to help a designer when they're in trouble? So that was something that we really stressed. That, you know, wow. So you said something there that is gold. Right. So, you know, being an artist, what changes is just a medium. You go from oil paint to pencil to the flower to mud to clay to wood to whatever. At the end of the day, if you are an artist, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. And, you know, we're not born artists. Sometimes we grow into it and sometimes we naturally are driven with that. I mean, I'm not saying if you're not an artist, you can't grow into it, right? I mean, but you got to find the one, the medium that speaks to you the most. And I think that's where it all starts. But I 100% agree with you. I mean, when I actually uh, look for people to collaborate with or do any kind of work or whatever, I mean, my number one go-to is do they do any kind of art? I don't care what it is. It could be music. It could be dance. It could be anything. You know, I've got models or friends, really, they're not models. (laughs) They're friends of mine who are dancers. And I asked them to model. They're like, oh, I'm like, you, you know how to dance. You can move. And there was most amazing photo shoots came out of those. You know what I mean? So yes, hundred percent agree with you. This is this is so good. And I and I love that kind of look on their face because a lot of them they don't realize that it can translate from one medium to another. And a lot of times they're they're nervous and they're scared to do it. But as soon as they try it and they realize, oh my god, I can do this. It's like that aha moment, and I just love that. I remember I had a similar experience with uh, someone who was a photographer. She was a photographer, had never had photographed flowers, but had never worked with flowers, and and she just just dove right into it and loved it. My, I was I'm a musician. That's how that was my kind of foray into the art world. Um, my parents actually met singing in a choir together, so music has always been a big part of my family and my life. So, do you play? I do. I play the piano and. Uh, I've been, unfortunately, ever since 
ever since my the chemo, my my hands are not what they used to be. So uh, it's a little bit more limited. I tried. I attempted over COVID. I don't know if you could see. I guess back I there, can see the piano I got, background. <laughs> I got my piano. I've got a guitar, and I, I tried to teach myself because it doesn't at least try to not involve too much finger of my, the violin I'm, I'm i was working on it but not not too successfully right so <laughs> i mean i can i can play piano but i oh, i can you i i picked up a violin for like a five second and i'm like <laughs> oh no this, this it, well, but that's but that's this is not talk to some me. of these things they they seem scary at first but sometimes you just gotta dive in maybe it'll surprise you yeah you'll surprise that's yourself so well, it's it's funny. This reminds me of something. So my husband can play guitar. I mean, not professionally, just just for fun, right? And uh, we we have a friend who's an amazing violin violinist, and he's like, "So can I try your violin?" She's like, "Like, yeah. Here, let me show you a few tricks." So he picks up his violin. Within seconds, he's you know playing "Happy Birthday" on his violin, and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "I got this. I can play piano the same." I picked up. I'm like, "Oh no, strings." direct strings with the stick don't talk to me <laughs> i was like nah this is not i'm gonna stick to flowers dentistry and maybe the piano i'm fine that was that was funny but it was it was interesting how quickly he just picked it right up and you know and this goes to show you he every time he says i don't have an artistic bone in my body i'm like mm -hmm. right i think a lot of people who say that they maybe it's just a little bit more hidden maybe they just have never explored it but i i like to think oh, look some people more than others but i do believe that everyone kind of has an artist somewhere inside them that kind of wants to get out. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Wow, Jared, this is your, your story really is fascinating. Honestly, like you basically just went and on your way to become a doctor, graduate college and go, this is great. I'm going to go play with with flowers now. <laughs> yes. hey, boxes are not enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really see what's inside the boxes. And then, you know, life throws you lemon and you make the most amazing lemonade out of that. So, you know, uh, what, you know, what, what can you do? I, I didn't have a choice. I had to do something. <laughs> I knew it. Like, like I said before, my hands, unfortunately, were affected. I, I, I don't have the movement in my ones. And I said, uh, you know, if I can't design myself, if I can't spread that art through myself, then I have to help others do that. That's the, the right. least I could do. And uh, I, I love, I, I do it. It's I, It inspires me to, to try to be better every day. It does. That sounds fantastic. It, it really, truly does. So I... I, I want to dive into this whole flower shortage, just post-COVID apocalyptic mess of a recovery we are all going through, and not just us as an industry. I mean, it's I see it everywhere, right? Um, but particularly in the floral industry, you you're talking to so many farms right now. I mean, I feel like you are much closer to. The root cause of the issues, of course, there's some obvious ones and there's some not. So can you demystify some of this for us a little bit? You know, like why, how did we land here? Okay, well, I, I can try. Unfortunately, it's kind of a long story and there are a lot of different reasons for it. Of course. Ultimately, of course, COVID is the main reason. You know, when sure. COVID first hit, it affected a lot of farms. All these farms had all these flowers and nobody to sell them to. And so all their flowers were in the garden. At the same time, they had difficulty finding workers. The farms were closed. And so areas that they would have normally planted, they said, well, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. We don't know what's going to be with workers. So they didn't plant flowers on that land. So mm -hmm. number one, you have less flowers being planted. Number two, once that area does get, you know, if it's not being planted, it's not being tended to on a regular basis, 
that farmland can get damaged. It can get diseases. It can get mold. It can get all different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And when you combine that with record bad weather, both heat and rain, especially in South America this past yeah. year, it yeah. takes a lot of land that had been just kind of set aside. That land got damaged. And now you can't even use that land for a while. It takes time for that land even to get ready to be able to grow again. And then once you can, some of these plants can take, an average rose can take six months to grow. You know, so these things, unfortunately, we're not making them in a factory and just say, okay, just keep the machines on 24-7. Unfortunately, Mother Nature doesn't work that way. And so we're limited there. On top of that flower shortage, you know, we have right now record demand. We have the last two years where almost all events were canceled. And now people are rescheduling those events. So you have record demand and you have record low flower production. At the same time, you know, and I'm hearing now from a lot of the farms, it's not even, some of the, it's not even the flowers. We have the flowers. We can, they're growing the flowers, but they can't get them here. Transportation is a major issue. You know, on the farm level, it's anything from, they don't have enough people to cut the flowers. They don't have enough people to, to get the flowers onto the truck. They don't have truck drivers to drive the trucks to the airport. They don't have people to load the boxes onto the planes once they get there. And then they don't have enough planes and flights are getting canceled. And so literally every step of the way, you're seeing these roadblocks. And so the industry's trying. It's not for lack of trying, but we're, we are going to have to adjust. And it's unfortunately may get worse before it gets better. I unfortunately um, have one wedding left for the year, and that is in October. End of October. And of course, <laughs> it's Blush and Burgundy. So, <laughs> right? And... Uh, Yes, it's it. I've That's never, yeah, I've I've never faced this type of challenge in this industry, to be honest with you, and even with the substitutions, and honestly, and not knowing, and of course, I mean, it's nobody's fault. It's it's just so happened. I mean, this this was bound to happen, in in all honesty, with or without COVID. I think something like this was bound to happen in this industry, right? Especially with the extreme weather changes and so on. You know, and I'm looking at this recovery plan. What is the recovery gonna look like i don't see us crawling from underneath all of this for solid two years is what i'm seeing i don't know what your thoughts are on that that i i'd say that that could be about right you know before we see look i think some of these changes some of the higher flower prices are going to be here to stay you know maybe not as high as they are right now but the flower industry was unique in that you know i've been in the flowers business for this is coming into my 20th year and basically a rose two years ago was like the same price that a rose was 15 years ago, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. And so the flower business has, has managed to kind of skirt these, uh, these rising prices for a while. But unfortunately now I think it's all come to a head. And I think that unfortunately a lot of these prices may be here to stay the same kind of, you know, hopefully not as crazy as they are right now, but, but definitely higher than they used to be. There's also less, you know, there's more demand of flowers, you know, especially in this country. And there's a lot of people, it's, you know, with real estate development, you know, I, I know in South America, here in Florida, we used to, I used to buy from a lot of flower farms here in Florida. And they've all closed down, you know, they sold for real estate development, or they sold the land for something else. And so you have kind of less flowers being grown, certainly locally, and you have so much more demand. You know, luckily, we have countries around the world, you know, like, for example, the last 
10 years, Africa has become a major flower mm-hmm. grower and you know, Israel, is, you know, yeah. yeah, for the, all the garden roses. So we're starting to see more countries starting to grow flowers, starting to put kind of more effort and energy into their flower programs. And so hopefully that's going to help pick up some of the slack, but we'll see where that goes. It's going to take time. And like you say, it could be, you know, a year and a half, two years before we really see anything you know, significant. Right. Yeah. This is, uh, it's so daunting. It's so like heavy. And yet again, I mean, like you said, I mean, flower prices were bound to go up and they haven't been rising for quite some time. So with that, there's a lot of mindset shift that needs to happen us as an industry uh, on a floral side of things, meaning the direct florist who is selling to the consumer, right? Because I mean, it kind of starts here. You know, we got to start educating here because consumer doesn't really know. I mean, I understand what's going on right now. My bride has no clue, you know, and it's up to me to to relate this message. But what can we do as florists, as event florists, especially, you know, the everyday designs, I don't, I think they can make work with what they they got more or less, but the event florists are the ones that are actually taking the, the burden on this one, I think. What can we do to maybe get ahead of this game or perhaps not struggle quite as much, you know? What what advice do you have for us? Well, no, it, it is challenging. I guess my advice would be two things. But number one, like you said, education is key. You, you must educate your consumers. And I think, you know, the internet, while it's been so great with, with helping spread all the flower joy and videos and techniques, it's also unfortunately created what I think is kind of an imbalance. You have a bride go on Pinterest and she's looking at this wedding that might be a million dollars in flowers and she's saying oh that's what i want you know with a five thousand dollar budget right you know i I think part of it is that you know and we have to we have to kind of combat that and the only way to do that is by educating them so educating your your customers educating your brides letting them know what the situation is you know it's that's on all of us another thing i guess that's more practical if you can't do that is to try to to focus like you did for example we're starting to see a big trend now with preserved flowers, with dried flowers. And to me, I find it very interesting that a lot of times you see trend kind of started by artists and this is kind of, this is a new cool thing. This is one of those trends that I think is interesting because it was a trend created by the necessity because mm-hmm. there's such difficulty transporting fresh flowers, you know, right. because they have to be on refrigerated cargo, you know, they're more difficult to ship. They just, there's more challenges. And so the dried flower trend, the preserved flower trend really came from this need of, well, I can't get you those flowers for six days and fresh flowers aren't going to make the trip. So what can I do? And so that's why one one thing is incorporating more fre- uh, dried or preserved aspects into your designs to kind of be able to secure that. That way you could also order them to come in earlier and that way you could hold them for a little bit longer. You don't have to worry. In some cases you could even reuse them, you know, because they are a little bit more expensive. But... But though you know, but it is a challenge. You're you're absolutely right, and I, I wish I had just the the one answer that would that would solve it all. But but really, you have to kind of plan out what you're going to do, and then work the plan. I I happen to love. I don't. Are you familiar with Allison Ellis from Real Flower Business? She's mm-hmm. great. She's oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of her. She's absolutely of kind of yeah. also kind yeah. of getting people in the industry to kind of focus on the business aspect. Of what of what you're doing? Oh my God! And there's not enough of that in this industry. There's Boy, not enough. A lot of people, 
Yeah, sure. just because a lot of people, you might be very talented, you might love to play with flowers, and you might be a great designer, but that doesn't necessarily make you a great business person. Unfortunately, sometimes it's the opposite I've seen. A lot of some of the, the best, most artistic people I know are not so great at the business aspect. You of nailed it. it. So, <laughs> so it's a challenge. You know, and, and so it, so the, the key is just to educate others and educate yourself. You know, there's so many resources right now uh, to take advantage of it, like your podcast, you know, just for people to kind of get get ideas and, and try to plan. But I, I wish I had a better answer, but it's a combination of, of just trying to to do the best you can, educate yourselves, educate your customers and plan ahead. I, I got to tell you, it was it's the first time that I've, I've had multiple firsts for for this season for me um ordering preserved not uh not uh silk flowers you know for large installations you can do that and get away with that for bouquet i can't put a silk in there right so <laughs> just not kind of i never like so dry i i don't i've never i don't like silk flower i mean i just don't there is a place for them just not in my studio perhaps i don't know i i'm embarrassed i have a silk tree back there and every time i my mother bought it for me when i first moved and I, every time I look at it, I, I'm not a fan of silks myself. I, I like natural. I used to be a more of a flower snob, you know, but I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit more laid back in my older age. So, but I used to never use, you know, if it was painted or tinted, even I, I didn't want to use it. And that's really changing now. And I'm glad to see that, but no, but silks are not for me. Yeah. I mean, same, same here. Had I had a, an enormous flower wall to make right now, honestly, I definitely would have considered that. With that said, I am not the only person who considered that, right? So there's shortage of <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> well, that, right. that, know, that always happens. It's just when I thought about it, somebody else did already. So, you know, it's just the way it is. But yeah, for the first time I ordered those preserved flowers that I'm like, well, I mean, that's the next best thing right now. So we're going to go with that. And also going back to the clients and uh, trying to do this educational piece and going, hey, look. I know we've talked about this about a year and a half to two years ago. I am not going to deliver those exact things that we've discussed. You know, I need you to be flexible. You know, the vision would be the same. The feeling will be the same. The emotions will come out of it will be the same. I just cannot tell you what the flower is going to look like in it. I just can't. Cannot promise that. Cannot promise the color to the tea. Um, cannot even promise the quantity. And not only that, but I think we need to make some price, adju price adjustments because I just, my business can't sustain that. And it's, it hurts to say those things, but kind of have to. No, it does hurt. But I, I guess the silver lining of that is that for the most part, people understand, you know, I, I think flowers have been hit particularly hard because it's a commodity, because it's perishable. But people, my friends, people I talk to in other industries, it's like that across the board. So I, I think everyone in, in one way or another has been affected to it. They've seen it in their personal lives. So when we break the news to them, nobody's happy about it. But I, I think people are getting better about being more understanding uh, about it. That's so we'll true. See. I mean, it is, it is truly everywhere. I mean, whew, before COVID, we, the most expensive box of gloves was 12 or $13 a box and not the cheap gloves, the, the 
good ones. The cheapest box of gloves right now is $22, $23. It just is. And during COVID, we paid in $40, $30-some, $40 a box to get the gloves so we could actually see patients and continue working and don't even get me started on masks, you know? (laughs) So so I get it. I mean, it's it's just been been all around. So I think with the pre... And everybody's preaching pre-order. Well, that's wonderful. I can pre-order all day, but if it's not available, it's not available. Uh, no, <laughs> you know? that, that is unfortunately true. A lot of farms right now are taking your pre-orders almost like a suggestion. You that's know, exactly. As to- <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, which like- is, so that, but that's also why it's important not to have all your eggs in one basket. A lot of times I'll, sometimes what I'll do is I'll get it when I'll get a special order. Sometimes I'll order the same identical order from multiple places and Hope that, you know, and then hope that some of them come in. And then if, you know, if some don't, okay, no big deal. If more than one of them come in, even better, I can now sell those to somebody else who I know is going to want them. Right, so right. You know, that's kind of an example of, of things that you can do. I, I We try, but ultimately, like you say, we can't, if, unless you're getting on the plane and flying it over here and, and unloading it and, and driving it over, we're at the mercy of of so many other factors. That's true. Oh, yeah, you know, that we just have to kind of live with, unfortunately. You know, we, we can plan, we can pre-order, like you say, but but even that, we have to be a little bit flexible. A hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. What would you say, you know, post-COVID and all of this insanities that are happening, there has to be things that that are good, right? A silver lining, the positive that that essentially is going to come out of this at the end of the day. What do you think would that be? Well, I think, you know, we touched on it earlier. I think the positive is that flowers are at a record demand right now. And and while, you know, right now availability and, and the logistics are, are hurting, I think the love of flowers and the is going to here to stay. And I think that's only going to continue to grow. So mm-hmm. I think long-term, I think the flower business is in great shape. People are always, are going to love flowers even more and more. The idea of people having flowers in their home. Look, when we first started Petal Driven, kind of the idea was for event flowers. You know, people making flowers for events. But we've started to see since COVID a huge jump in our sales for people buying for themselves just to play around with them at home or buying flowers to send over to their friend or doing a, a Zoom class with their friends of, of making flowers together. You know, so I think that that's, to me, that's the, the happy part of it is bringing people together with flowers, the love of flowers, the joy that that's going to create. And hopefully that is going to be here to stay long after COVID's in the rearview mirror. So I, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Right now, we just got to tough it out. Yep. Well said. Jared. Thank you so much. A, thank you for, you know, taking time off from your time. And I know it's wedding season in, again, very unprecedented conditions <laughs> for the industry. So thank you for taking the time and talking to us. And I'm sure like I was when I first heard about it, in, as intrigued as I was and eager to start, I'm sure there are going to be a few others. So where they can find you, how can they get a hold of you and, you know, all of that. And of course, we'll include all of that in the show notes so you guys can click and go. Oh, thank you. All right, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I, this was so much fun. I don't think I've ever had this much fun with a dentist before. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but um, if anybody wants to find, you know, they can find us at www.pedaldriven.com. Uh, that's actually a retail site open to the public. If you are a, whole, uh, a retail or a, a shop or an event florist, there's a wholesale tab there. You can click on that, fill an application just like you did. 
we've got tons of applications coming in, but we try to get them approved mostly within a day or two uh, is our really our goal to get everybody approved and, and ready to log on. Because right now, everybody's also in such a rush. They just got an order canceled on them. And so now they're scrambling to find something else. So we understand that. We're sensitive to that. And so we're trying to, to get everybody activated as quickly as possible. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, my email, jared at pedaldriven.com, J-A-R-E-D. You can reach us by phone, 888-738-2529. And we're here to help. All right. And then on Instagram, your... Facebook. Okay. I was going to say, so what's your Instagram handle as well, if you don't mind sharing it's that? It's at, at pedaldriven. There you go. Uh, we, just, we just started. We're just starting to get into TikTok. So we're getting into that. We're starting to just create a lot of new videos, lots of new content. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to be expanding that. And I'm very excited about it. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate your time. And like I said, um, if you listeners didn't get a chance to write any of this down and you're driving or jogging or whatever, don't worry. We got you covered. Go into the show notes. All of the links will be there, including the TikTok. I'm intrigued. I want to watch your TikToks now. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, judging from my experience, I would highly recommend it, honestly. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. There you go. Well, you take care, Jared, till we chat again. Sounds good. Thank you. It's been great. Well, that's it for today's episode. Now, in the beginning, I really just was gushing about Pedal Driven and really I was so impressed, still am, and super excited that I found them. And again, highly recommend it. Go check it out, pedaldriven.com or on Instagram at pedaldriven. And um, again, all of these notes will be in the show notes. You don't have to make any notes while you, if you're driving or jogging or any of that stuff or processing flowers, you know. But how fascinating was Jared's story, right? Way to make a lemonade out of lemons, you guys. So with that said, I hope this inspires you. I hope this gives you somewhere else to perhaps buy flowers from, especially in this difficult times that we are facing. And from the sound of it, we are going to be facing for quite some time. So take care. Talk to you later. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week. 